Most unexpected thing about marriage 10 years in. This is going to sound so bad. I don't think I expected Glenn to come through in the way that he's come through. You I know? didn't expect it. <laughs> okay, good. <laughs> Hello, my name is Mrs. Melanin. And I'm Belief Mel. And we're here with episode 107 of... Nah, not 107. It gotta be 106. You're right, because it's a Thursday. Am I right, right? You're probably right. 106. Okay, 106 of How, How Married, Married Are, Are You? You? All right, my name believe this is Yvette, and we've been married 10 years. Live in California, got four kids. kids. Relationships are scary and it's very necessary that we share all of our struggles, struggles and we ask how merry are every Tuesday and Thursday, shoddy. Mm -hmm. If you're listening, you're in a wedding party. Sometimes it's deep, sometimes it's lighthearted. I don't know what else to say, so it's time to get it started. Look, it's chocolate baby story time. Chocolate baby story time. It's chocolate baby story time. One, two, three, and. So, I just put up an episode of Belief in Fatherhood yesterday, and there you got to see the kids be them absolute selves as usual. Um, but Uriah, like, he was, like, bragging in the beginning of the video about how, like, I didn't break my piggy bank. I broke my brother's piggy bank. <laughs> my piggy bank is only cracked. And then, like, the very next scene, which was, like, a couple days later, he actually broke his piggy bank. And when I confronted him about it, and I was like, yo... What happened? He just had to reenact the whole thing, but he's trying to step over glass and all that stuff. And it's just like, bro, get your life together. Ponto Vida in orden, right? So I'm like, yo, if you don't tell me who broke this, like, what's going on? He was like, I didn't break it. I walked past it and it <laughs> fell. <laughs> I'm like, dog. Yeah. Cool, man. I, you know what I'm saying? I cleaned it up or whatever. But yeah, he's funny. Mm -hmm. What about you, babe? So last night, so the kids go to bed at seven, like their bedtime is 7 p.m. And when it's my turn to put them in bed, I'm like, OK, 630, let's start the routine, you know. And so anyways, at six o'clock, I let the kids watch some TV. And um, at one point I was like trying to do stuff. And then I was like, Mama, I need love. Mama, I need love on the couch, on the couch. So I go and I sit down on the couch with her and I give her love. And homegirl is like legit falling asleep, right? And then, um, and then it's like, okay, I'm like, okay, you guys, you have one more episode and then it's time for bed. And so it was like 645 when the show ended and Anaya is pretty much already like out, but not really. And so I'm like, okay, let's go. And like homegirl just completely loses it. Yeah. She's like crying. She's throwing a fit. She has to go potty. She, but, and I was like, I was going to skip brushing her teeth. Don't judge me. I was going to skip brushing her teeth and just let her go to bed mm -hmm. and like do whatever. But she really wanted to brush her teeth. So it was a whole thing. So you got tears flying and the toothpaste flying. It was just a whole thing. Anyways, I say, okay, I put the three boys in the boys room and close the door and say, don't let Raya out. I'm going to put Anaya to bed. And Anaya and I get in bed. I'm like, Naya's like, can you please explain to me like what's wrong? Like what's going on? And she is just not able to explain it. And I'm like, do you know what, what's wrong with you? And she goes, no. <laughs> and she's just crying I'm like Naya you're tired 
And yeah. I was like, can I pray for you? And so I prayed for her and she's still kind of crying and whimpering or whatever. And then I legit, like, you know, every night I sing, Jesus loves me, this I know. Yeah. And so I started singing it for her. And babe, by the time I was done with the song, she was asleep. Jeez. But it was like, it just made my heart melt. It was like all this past 30 minutes of frustration with you and you just fall asleep to the sound of my voice. <sighs> See, that's where you and I dif- differ. But do you understand like how parenting can just kind of like take you from like one extreme to the next? Like these children have the ability to like irk your nerves so bad. Yeah. But in the flip of an emotion or in the flip of a moment, seconds, you just are like, oh, my gosh, I love you. <laughs> yeah. And she does that so often. But last night was such a sweet moment. And, you know, like it's one of those moments that's ingrained in your head. But it's also, I guess, because we have um, become a family that records our life together. You know, whatever. Yeah. It was kind of like, oh, I wish this was on camera. Yeah. Like it was so sweet. Yeah. Those, yeah, those are the ones, man. Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy they're going to grow up and need therapy. <laughs> like we do. This episode. Good segue, babe. Yeah. This episode is kind of like the stuff we've been talking about and learning through couples therapy. Um, There's been a lot of stuff like in and out. We are definitely a little tired today. Mm-hmm. Um, Today was a work day for Yvette. Not not that every other day isn't a work day, but she worked at the office today, and you can tell that she had a lot on her plate. Did you also homeschool the kids this morning? Yes, it's every morning. Okay, just asking. <laughs> I told y'all, she's anyway. So um, we are not as like high energy as we were, but as we usually are, but. Um, we have been going to therapy for since when? June? It's been a while, yeah. I don't yeah. really know when our first session was. I feel like the first session was somewhere around my birthday because I remember bringing that whole situation up. Mm-hmm. So probably around May. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so we've been in therapy since May and we have been going pretty deep. Mm-hmm. And uh, therapy was one of the things where I feel like you have learned a lot about me. Mm-hmm. And it's been like something that you've been able to apply, apply immediately. Yeah. Yeah. It's cool how I don't have to try to convince you. You know what I'm saying? Like you have someone else to help you, like to throw your thoughts up against the wall too. What do you mean by that? Elaborate. Convince me. Convince me of what? Of what I'm feeling. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, um, yeah, you have anything you've learned? About you or just through the experience of couples therapy? Whatever. <laughs> um, man, I mean, I feel like our last session was really insightful regarding like you and the weight you're carrying as far as like changing past generations. Yes. While also desiring to like prevent certain things for the future generations of our children mm-hmm. like specifically our sons and so that was an interesting perspective to gain because it was like whoa like you're trying to do a lot and mm-hmm. i don't know if you realize how much you were trying to do 
when he worded it like that are we are we sharing because i feel like i'm talking very vaguely yeah i guess we might as well kind of say it yeah (laughs) sorry but i don't know if you want to like i don't know if we want to get into details of the sessions or if we just want to talk about like how we've grown yeah i mean i don't mind i mean we can go ahead Mm -hmm. but just let you guys know this is a gem like you know how be like sometimes you'd be like oh man you guys are spitting or you guys are preaching this right here I don't even know if I tell you, you're going to understand until later. Like, mm-hmm. it's one of those things where I'm kind of like, wait a minute. And I was like, I actually told the therapist, I was like, man, somebody should do a case study on me because something something is weird. Mm-hmm. So basically, um, you know, some of you guys know, some of you guys don't know. We have a YouTube channel called Belief in Fatherhood. On that YouTube channel... I, from the perspective of a father, tell the stories and, um, you know, the thoughts that are going on in my head. And the reason why I do that is because you never really know what your dad was thinking. You just kind of assumed he was okay, and he had to hide all his feelings. And it was like, yeah, like he's probably fine. And then like you turn 18, you're like, I hate my dad. You know Mm -hmm. what I'm saying? And then your dad's like, bruh. You know, but he never told you, right? Mm-hmm. There's so many other reasons why I do this. I also feel like there's a lack of proof of fatherhood, and so we just need to continue to show fatherhood, and especially from the black perspective and being a black father, it's just a little bit different. And um, but at the same time, it's not something to be spooked out about, which I feel like some people are, you know, treat black people like, you know, what I'm saying like we don't have fathers or we're not able to love or whatever you know what i mean so i i shoot these videos and i've been doing it for a long time and so the therapist is like so because you guys know i have like i'm like all about yvette and i'm she's about the community and i'm kind of about the community but not really right i'm like yeah everybody's all good but what about us you know what i'm saying Yvette's like my friends you know what i'm saying um would you say okay okay and then right so i say you know like i i just don't want to feel like my time like is not mine you know what i mean because i have this vision this goal and this thing that we do for business and then i also have my family and he's like so he's like who took from you right so for those of you guys don't know like my dad um like when I was like two, he moved to California and married his his now wife, right? So I've never really like reconciled that. Like I've always just been kind of like, you know, people are just going to do what they want to do. Mm-hmm. And I'll be fine. You know what I'm saying? But it trickled in like to, um, you know, like I was raised by my mom. You know what I'm saying? Who was, you know, young and, you know what I'm saying? Like had her own stuff going on. So my dad, like we had joint custody. So my dad, I would come out to California every summer. Like a a family member would bring me out to California every summer. And so he, when he said, who took from you? I was like, well, yeah, well, my dad left and moved to California. But I've never really like wanted to hold him accountable for that. So instead of me saying, 
that I don't want to hold him accountable or holding him accountable. I've decided that, man, my grandfather kind of did some weird stuff too. You know what I'm saying? And my father hasn't seen like the father that he should have seen. So he'll just see me. <laughs> right. So I'm like, yeah, man, like we don't have enough proof. And so sometimes like, is am I the father that my dad should have seen? And I know that's hella arrogant and sounds like super like if anybody in my family is listening, they're probably like, what? But like, am I a part of that solution now? You know? And so I realized like, okay, I'm trying to reconcile this like image of a father to past fathers, right? Mm -hmm. um, but then also I'm trying to be a father to the ones coming up, right? And my, my children. And then at the same time, there's people who are my peers who I'm also helping develop, right? And people who are older than me. So I'm literally trying to reconcile my past, right? And, and the men who came before me and help them see like, man, like it's okay that you messed up, come back around, apologize and pursue your family. Mm -hmm. And then also like from my children being like, I don't know how long I'm going to live and I don't know if I'm going to be able to teach you all the things that I know. So I'm going to show you, I'm going to make these videos and this is going to be your proof if you need it. You know what I'm saying? While at the same time trying to discover that for the generation I'm in. So yeah, it's a lot. When you, when I started saying all this, I was like, okay, so as a father, if I was fathering myself, I would tell myself not to carry that mm -hmm. burden. Like, put that down. Mm -hmm. It's too heavy for you. Mm -hmm. But in my head, I've come to the conclusion that someone has to do this work. Mm -hmm. Like, somebody has to do it. Um, And I refuse to let it go by without, like, it being handled right now. Mm. Like, and so... <sighs> That was a rough day in therapy because it was kind of like I just got tumbled, you know, and nothing really got, nothing happened. It just was like this epiphany, like, yo, I'm carrying too much. Mm -hmm. And yeah, like I, I see myself outside of myself. Like I see myself, but I cannot, I would not, like I refuse to stop. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah. And. That is unhealthy. At least I think so. I'm not sure what to do with that information. Me either. Yeah. Me either. Yeah, that must suck for you. <laughs> it definitely sucks more for me. I feel like, and then one thing you guys should know is that our therapy session kind of ended on that note. Like, that was like the revelation that we had after all, a whole hour of talking. And so it's kind of like, uh time's up <laughs> but it's a lot of, to unpack and the crazy like and i know that this is probably like duh but i feel like the more time we spend in like the more time i spend in my individual therapy and then in couples therapy it's just so crazy how much family of origin has to do with all the 
different nuances of who we are right now. Mm-hmm. Like we in our next merch drop, we have a design that's talking about how family is foundation. And like to think about and as I'm as I am going through therapy and experiencing all these revelations and whatnot, I'm also thinking about like, how am I setting my kids up? Mm-hmm. Like, what am I doing right now that, and let me just say this, like, I do not believe that therapy is a bad thing. Like, I believe therapy is a good thing. So if my children do end up in therapy, I think it would be great because I think therapy should be considered just as important important as like our wellness checkups that we have mm-hmm. every year. I think, I think in marriages that we should probably start um, prioritizing couples therapy even if you think things are great and even if things are great i still think it's just a good practice to like maybe for a month in a year you go and you just kind of check in with the therapist and see if there's any things there that you guys need to sort through because i feel like we like i don't know about you babe but sometimes i feel like i thought our issue was one thing but i'm realizing that shoot the more we dig the more stuff is coming up yeah and so um, I've had some revelations that I don't know that I'm ready to share yet. Maybe at one point yeah, I will share them. But I know some of my family, <laughs> some of like some people listen to this. And I would hate for some of the things that I share to be the first time that it comes out mm-hmm. in that way. So I just want to honor them in that way. If we, If you guys were right here in front of me, I would totally share it. But I just want to be respectful of that. But I'm just thinking about like all the ways that family of origin has shaped me without me really even acknowledging it until mm-hmm. my I'm 33 years old. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And so I keep thinking about like, what are we doing now that is impacting our children negatively or positively? <laughs> Filming them. You think so? Heck yeah. Really? Yeah. I think that. Well, I, I think I don't think we're doing it. You like, think it's negative impact? I don't. We don't know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We we actually don't know. So I don't think that I think the only person that is like possibly negative effect negatively affected is it possibly Theo. Mm-hmm. Because you could just tell he switches up when the camera mm-hmm. comes on. You know what I'm saying? So I'm I'm really looking forward to the end. Mm. Just so you guys know, mm-hmm. belief in fatherhood will not be around forever. Mm-hmm. There will be a hard stop. Yeah. You know, it's going to be that, you know, Will Smith in the living room looking around, no furniture. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, we just can't. We just can't. Yeah. It, it, you know what I mean? So, yeah, I'm, I'm looking for the, the moments that I can to pivot. So enjoy it while it lasts for sure. Yeah. But I we don't know the we know we know what happens to the kids of Disney. Mm-hmm. We know what happened to you know we know they grow up and at least experiment with heroin. Oh my! Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like I mean, not, not all, all of them, but but all the ones I can name. I, <laughs> sure, I'm I've seen some rough pictures. Um. So I don't think they understand what is happening. You know what I'm saying? But I think Theo is the closest to being like, wait a minute. You know, but I'm. We're, I feel like we're trying to teach him the value of his influence and the mm. value of like the fact that we are making things for people to consume and that it is healing for them. Mm-hmm. Um, 
what I would what I would hate for happen is is it to be like an attention seeking or like a kind of like show that he has to pretend that he's someone he's not. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? Um, so I'm looking forward to the end for sure. Yeah. Um, I feel like as much as he does seem to change it up for like when the camera turns on, I still feel like the way that you share our family is a very honest interpretation of who they are. Like, I think people get to see Theo as, like, the leader, the big brother, the friend, like, the good friend that he is um, in so many different ways. But, yeah. Yeah. And so I'm looking forward to making that pivot so that we can not. And if he wants to do that, it'll be his choice, mm -hmm. his idea and what he wants to put forward. But teaching him how to value, um, you know, creativity instead of attention, you know. Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, I, we don't know what our children are going to need help for. You're right. You know, mm -hmm. and I, and I hope that the best thing I hope is that they would know how to reach out, you know what I'm saying? Or know that talking to someone helps and you just, you, you don't get that, that vibe right now. What do you mean by that? From therapy, from our experience with therapy? Uh, from just them, just knowing that I need help and I need to reach out to somebody, mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. Hmm. And the funny thing, not the funny thing, but I think, you know, how I value community. I think that one of the reasons that I like to have a village or community around mm -hmm. is so that our children have other like-minded adults mm -hmm. and family friends that they can go to in certain situations that they wouldn't feel comfortable coming to us with. Hoping that they would always feel comfortable coming to us, but knowing that it's always valuable to have another like person to bounce things off of or just someone to gain insight from. Mm -hmm. And so um, growing up, therapy wasn't a thing for us. Yeah. And so I didn't even know that that was an option. I mean, I guess I knew it was an option at some point in my childhood, but it wasn't something that was like readily available um for me to have access to and so i feel like just from the kids seeing me go to therapy and us go to therapy as a couple it could be helpful for them to know that that is an option for them to have someone to talk to i also feel like my experience with therapy is making it such that i don't talk to my girlfriends as much mm. which is I don't know if it's necessarily a good or bad thing, but I think it's it is what it is. I guess I don't even know how to really elaborate. You know on if it's that. a good or a bad thing. You don't. Well, I mean, like I do feel like sometimes I just I feel myself shutting off <laughs> from people, and I miss people, you know. And so I just feel like right now I'm kind of going through a very introspective season of life that it's like I don't really want to dive into this with anyone else that I, that's not necessary mm -hmm. to dive into it with. And there's just so much on my plate already that it's like I don't want to have to, you know, I don't know, talk about this yeah. more. Yeah. Like sometimes even when I come back from my personal therapy sessions, I don't know how to yeah, talk you don't to say you anything. about it. Yeah. 
because it's just so exhausting and it's already stuff that I'm already thinking about. And so the mental energy that it takes to do all the things is very exhausting. Yeah. Go ahead. Well, I was going to say, you also learned that I have a language that mm, I speak. Yeah. And it's like, I speak in these like analogies. Mm-hmm. And so though that isn't, I feel like I'm by doing it, I think I'm doing a really good job explaining myself, mm-hmm. but apparently I'm speaking a language that only I understand. <laughs> you and our therapist. Yeah. That is one thing. Like Glenn and I were recently talking about how we speak the same language, but different dialects. And I think that the therapist has been very instrumental in helping us to understand each other's dialects and even equipping us with tools to be like to listen specifically for things. So there's sometimes things that Glenn says and then I'm supposed to respond, okay, you like he's what like give an example. Give the water example. All right, so sometimes I say, um, I feel like I'm drown I'm about to drown and I have enough energy to stay afloat, but I can't make it back to the surface. And so I'm like, okay, like, is the wave right about to crash over you? Or do you see the wave coming and I can paddle out and like help you get back to shore type situation? Like the therapist, because before he would say that and I'd be like, okay. okay. <laughs> but and now. like, go back to making dinner. <laughs> I'm like, I don't know what to do with this. And so the therapist is like, well, Yvette, when he says things like that, like, why don't you dig further and so i feel like when glenn gives me those analogies now i you know and some of you guys are probably listening to this and like well duh that you should have asked doug more but i'm just kind of like well that was a beautiful analogy but uh what do i do with that yeah she's like a bird looking at the waves (laughs) (laughs) she flies away yeah and so then Mm. i just now i know okay okay so i like so I try to like think of the analogy he just gave and I'm like, okay, well, where are we at in this drowning? Like, are mm-hmm. you drowning? Do I need to like call it? Like this situation feels like weight pulling me down and I, I don't think I can make it unless I let this thing go. Yeah. And then we'll cancel something. Yeah, exactly. And yeah, and I don't know, guys. I just feel like some of these things you can't do on your own. But it sucks because it's also like some people can't afford therapy. Man. I know. It's like, what do those people do? I have no clue. And then I'm like, well, we should start something to help other people for therapy. And there I go again, trying to be Captain Saver, save save a person. <laughs> See, I caught myself there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah, so I speak a language, Yvette. Uh, she's very attentive, but sometimes I don't even be speaking a language. I just be like. Man, I'm just tired and I'm over it. And she'll be like, all right, so is the wave? About to- <laughs> no, there's no wave. I'm just tired. <laughs> there's nothing you can do. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, Lord. Anything else? I don't know, man. Yeah, it is kind of like a bummer to know that some people just really can't afford therapy. Yeah. And I don't know. And we've talked about this before with our men, like having a mentor couple and how beneficial that has been to us. But if you can't afford therapy and let's say you're a part of a church and there's a couple that's been married for 10 or more years that um, you feel like 
you can kind of look up to or glean some kind of wisdom from, then I would say reach out to them at least. But it's definitely like, and even if you're just an individual, just imagine if you had so much more insight about who you are and why you are the way you are um, from, you know, from therapy. (laughs) It'd be beneficial, but... Okay, we have a couple questions um, that are really random right now because we're talking about mental health, but <laughs> we wanted to kind of extend the podcast a little bit so it's not just a half an hour one. Um, someone asked, does the sex get better as you grow with your spouse? Check. Check what? I was just checking the mic. Oh. Um, does the sex get better as you? Why are you so appalled? <laughs> I, it's funny that you guys asked that question because someone just asked me about scheduled sex. Um, because we've talked about that before. I don't know if it came out in the black love episode yet, but she was like, I am thinking that I want to start this with my husband, yada, yada, yada. And I was just sharing with her some of the things that have worked and haven't or whatever. And one of the things that I want to say about scheduled sex is that if you're someone who is like the the on the lower end of the sex drive I feel like for me scheduled sex has made it um like has helped increase my sex drive like you know how you're used to getting something regularly what <laughs> I don't know let's think um okay so the like more that. the more like let's say you go on a diet you're not someone that eats vegetables all the time but you're eating more and more vegetables and you're learning how to cook it and you're learning how to season it just right to your liking, right? And then if you go without it, then you're like, oh, I miss that. You actually want some of those vegetables or whatever. And so I kind of feel like that's what's happening to me. It's where it's like, like if we miss a night, then it's like, I I feel it. I feel the loss. And so for us, I think it has gotten better it's getting better. It's yeah, definitely. Whatever I know, but I, I can't say that across the board. I don't know what everyone else is experiencing. Yeah, like certain times, like if you're if you go for like switch careers and then you know you're never able to do it as much. You know what I'm saying? It could be difficult. Like some people go like, "Hey, I watch the baby during the day. You watch the baby during the night. Mm-hmm. We'll work opposite schedules. They never see each other. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know what I mean. And sometimes that that really hurts. You know, the sex life. Um, so I can't say that across the board. For us, it has been the case. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, if you feel ill-equipped to give advice, who do you refer the question to? Someone who you think is equipped. Yeah, I don't necessarily. Sometimes are they asking us on behalf of the Ask How Married? Are you? Yeah, I think that's the question. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like if you don't have anybody to. Send, like if you can't give good advice then who do you send it to mm. well one time we called pat yeah <laughs> yeah we called pat right on the podcast yeah i think other times it's like you know people that you respect mm-hmm. you know hey i don't have any experience in this uh area but mm-hmm. i do know some people who do and you know here they are mm-hmm. i think that's easy to do mm-hmm. yeah. um another question is should a person uh, should a person accept a marriage proposal if the if there's a double-mindedness? I don't know what that means. 
I'm assuming it's just like, you know, a double-minded man. You know what I mean? Like, you know, is unstable in all his ways. You know what I mean? Like, he he lives one life and you know executes another. Mm. I don't think you should accept a marriage proposal from that type of situation. No. Let him get a little less double-minded before you do that. Yeah, nah. I don't think that's right. Mm-hmm. Never, ever, honestly. Um, most unexpected thing about marriage 10 years in. Mm. Most unexpected. Most unexpected thing for me. Um, I think I'm finally convinced that you'll eventually understand where I'm coming from if I give you time. Mm. Like everything that, like I, I like everything that like I think you don't understand or you think you're like no, uh, uh-uh. uh, like you you just need time. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. That's kind of where I'm at. It's like nothing's lost. Mm. Like nothing's not worth it, you know? Mm-hmm. What about you? Nothing's not worth it. That was a double negative. I apologize for those people who just twitched in their seat. <laughs> mm, the most unexpected. I mean, I don't know if this is like in general, but this is like as it pertains to the context of our relationship is I don't think I expected, this is going to sound so bad. (laughs) I don't think I expected Glenn to come through in the way that he's come through. Like, Mm. you know. I didn't expect it. (laughs) Okay, good. (laughs) Like, I didn't expect to be not teaching. Um, I didn't expect... Like, I didn't expect to be living this lifestyle that we're living Um, as far as sharing our life on the Internet and all the things. I feel like that is the most unexpected thing because I am someone who is very, like, private and concerned about what people think about me. And so I feel like to be so vulnerable (laughs) in the way that we have been... um, it's kind of just surprising to me as like just considering who I was and who I am now because I literally will share anything, especially in one on one. But yeah, I just think you really don't you realize how much you don't benefit people. Yeah. By just staying quiet. And I think because I've been on the receiving end of that is why I am able to share as much as we do. Because, and I still try, like I said earlier, I try to still be sensitive about what I share just because of other people. But to be honest with you, I'll just tell Mm. it what it is, you know, because I know what it's like to be uninformed and completely oblivious to certain things. And it's just not right. Yeah. And so, yeah. So interesting. All right, babe. Hold on one more. Okay. How did you perfect the production aspect of your podcasts? perfect have we perfected it (laughs) i mean 
Ah, uh, you want me to tell you like what the setup is? I'd love to do that for the nerds out there. Go ahead, babe. Okay. So these are Shure SM7B mics. Mm -hmm. This is the same mic that Michael Jackson recorded the album Thriller on, right? So it's a very like high quality mic, okay? These road like uh mic stands are all um uh they were like a hundred bucks, but they're they're really nice or whatever. Let me just widen this. If you're not watching on YouTube, you should definitely watch on YouTube. And then um, this right here is the Rodecaster Pro. This is a uh, about like a $650 uh, podcast machine here. And you can play sounds. So when we go. And then you go. There you go. All those sounds are on there. Um, it's really cool. It and has Bluetooth to where you can, we can connect like whenever we play the voicemails from um from uh what's it called whenever we have voicemails yeah <laughs> we can play it via bluetooth or when we share audio from the computer or whatever it can be via bluetooth um these headphones are bose um noise cancellation headphones they're like 300 bucks a piece and these chairs don't tell them where it's from it's before we knew yeah these chairs are from, from wayfair Oh God, guys! I'm so sorry. We, we had no idea. We didn't know. And the wedding party is slightly responsible because they paid us for the it. Patreon <laughs> paid for it. So thank you, wedding party. Yeah, I and mean, then, well. and then we're recording this uh, on a Canon EOS R, which is like my regular vlogging camera, um, and it goes into like a our computer, which is the OBS right uh, software, and it records everything. Um, also the podcast machine is plugged into the computer as well so the audio goes directly in there and then this light is a huge like beauty light thing here it's humongous and it sits above us and uh yeah you know i'll actually show you guys a picture of what we're seeing right now uh yeah I'll maybe just take a picture with this you want to edit, edit this in can you do that sure okay so so here's from the opposite side Actually, um, I'm not going to show all okay. this stuff. <laughs> so that is the mic. That is a light dome right there. And that's a Godox mic. I mean, light. The light is like 130 bucks. This is the computer. This is that. <laughs> it's pretty junky in here. But um, yeah, so that's how we it's not perfected, of course. But um, I knew what was important to me was that we could come here sit down and just go mm -hmm. right and when it wasn't it didn't take a lot of effort and a lot of stuff for us to actually get going so um you know i think all together and this setup is pretty expensive but to get started i think if you have like a good 13 to you know 1500 dollars, you can like have a really amazing sounding um you know podcast oh i can't forget these sm7b mics they need a cloud lifter in order for you to actually hear it. So there's these blue boxes. They're called cloud lifters. Um, they go with each. Each mic has its own and they're like 150 a piece. So and the mics are 400 bucks. So it's actually pretty expensive. But we do we do. We did invest into it because this is a passion of ours. Um, we don't really receive or well, actually we do receive money on Patreon, which you guys can support if you want to um, for this podcast. But we don't really do a lot of ads. Um, we're not sure where the value is going to come back to us. You know, I think 
in the future, we might be doing some cool stuff like couples retreats and, um, you know, kind of having some places for people to come together and, um, you know, grow mm-hmm. uh, as, as, a, as a family, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but until then, we just wanted to serve you guys in this way. So, yeah, that's where mm-hmm. we're at. How married are you, babe? I'm not going to lie, guys. I'm kind of feeling discouraged with my how married are you's. Someone in the comments of the last video was like, man, Yvette just be feeding good. And I was like, yeah, all my how married are you's are related to <laughs> food. But I don't do anything, I feel like. I don't know what to say, man. I don't know. You do a lot, babe. You I know. I feel kids. like I do so much, but apparently it's not for you. You do, babe. It is for me. Why do you? You are making yourself feel like that. I'm not saying that. But what? how married am I, love? Tell me something I've done for you in the past. Don't please. try to flip it on me. I got to tell you what you've done for me and then say something <laughs> see, I've done for you. See? 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 No. No one sees. <laughs> I'm telling you, I can't think of nothing and you can't either. That's why it's not easy for you right now to be like, hey, babe, this is what you did. You can say you're so married that. Uh, uh, but you can't. You cannot. You I'm s- so married. <laughs> I'm so married. Oh, I don't know if this counts. Babe, I just I just purchased a whole new camera setup and all that stuff. And you see all the cameras in here, you let me do it. No? Babe, I don't think that counts because it's it's money that you've made that you're investing back into the business. So. Uh, um see, he can't think of nothing. I don't do not a thing for this man. Oh, gosh. Here now, watch the girls' the wedding party. And can please you do this Babe, and this and this? Can you please that. stop that with the wedding party? They love you. We, Just we, as much. We have as a they thing going you. on. Oh, okay, I'm Martin. They're Pam. Okay. This is how this goes. You, Gina. <laughs> listen, <laughs> listen, guys. Welcome. <laughs> um, so basically, I don't have an "I'm so married." Babe, how married are you? Man, you know. I know he's. I know what he's gonna say. What am I gonna say? The other part of that other one? No. What am I going to no. say? No. What am I going to say? Glenn's so married that yesterday when he got a text from his wife saying, yeah. I need quiet time, he came home for 30 minutes and gave me quiet time and then went back to work. Yeah. I got a rug burn fighting with the kids. It was actually pretty fun. I didn't even think about that. I knew it was going to be your how married are you when it happened. <laughs> Because oh, I've literally no. been thinking, literally, I've just been going throughout the last 24 hours. Like, okay, what did I do? What did I do? What did I do? <laughs> Nothing. Babe, you took care of the kids. Babe. You don't have to impress them. I don't care about impressing them. You don't care? You're not trying to impress me? Who do you care about impressing? You. What am I doing? I love you. I love lot. you so much, Babe, though. you made me food this morning. Babe. <laughs> <laughs> Nah, let me tell you something. Yvette, <laughs> this is what you've done, okay? You perfected my style of eggs. You have learned how to make eggs like I make eggs, okay? So you you cook them slower, and t- she's been putting salmon in the eggs with Gouda cheese, y'all. Now, we had Gouda cheese because we had wine and all that stuff. We had a little charcuterie board or whatever. But now, we ain't got no more wine, you know what I'm saying? So she taking that Gouda, and she putting that thing in the in the eggs and it is fire so she make me a breakfast burrito with salmon and gouda that's not just and it had i brought you food that is i made you a gourmet breakfast that's what you did and don't let them tell you any different and don't let me feel make you feel bad about it 
This ain't no competition. You always trying to compete. Uh, your things are just always a lot more whatever. But if you wanted your next how married are you to be that you cooked for the house, that's fine too. I don't want to cook. You want me to cook? <laughs> I'm, I didn't told you I want a personal daggone chef. Because you ain't cooking no more. And you're the best cook. Babe, get out of here. You are the better cook, babe. Don't Do you, you know, know all that? the things I'm carrying? Yes. I'm caring a lot, and you're trying to get me up here to be Chef Boy RG, and I'm going to do it, okay? And Chef Boy GD. What's that? Glenn David. Okay, good job. <laughs> and, and that's, that's just, just how, how married, married we are. are.